0: Hello and welcome to the Marysville Church of Christ Podcast. This is Heritage, and my name is Bishop Darby. I'll be your host today. Usually, we take a story of a person, we tell about the person, the backstory, the personality, and from there, we weave a narrative that helps us to understand that our Christian heritage has been shaped and changed so much by so many unique individuals. But today's going to be a little different, as I don't know much about the story, I'm going to, or the person of the story we're going to be talking about today. In fact, I don't even know his name. But I do know that this young 7 to 11-year-old kid saved Christianity and the spread of the gospel. And if it wasn't for his efforts, well, the whole story may have been different. Paul found himself in Jerusalem towards the end of his ministry. Despite the fact that everyone and their mother was shouting at him not to go, he felt compelled to go to Jerusalem, back to his his ancestral homeland, back to where he sat at the feet of Gamaliel, back where he studied with his friends and later comrades, where he first experienced the gospel and where he was first accepted into the Christian movement. But when he arrived, the welcome was less less welcoming than i guess he would have wanted in fact within days of him being there he was brought before the sanhedrin the sadducees and the pharisees sitting on the council shouting out at him during a trial paul using some daft and rather sarcastic language managed to get himself out of trouble inciting a riot in the sanhedrin so big that the roman guard had to come in and extract paul out carrying him back to the barracks But you don't make a commotion like that in the Sanhedrin and embarrass the biggest political and religious leaders of the day without consequence. So, in the middle of the night, the Sanhedrin met in secret. Forty men made a vow that they would kill Paul or die themselves. This Christian heretic had become so dangerous, so detrimental to the Jewish political control of Judea, that he had to die, and he had to die soon. So they bound cords on their hands and swore that they would neither eat nor drink until Paul lay dead. Then they hatched a plan. They were going to go, and they were going to tell the Roman guard to move him, to bring him down to the Sanhedrin in order to ask him some more questions. And along the way, in an alley there was going to be these 40 men armed to the teeth, planning to kill not only the Roman guard that was covering him, but Paul himself. This, in short, was an act of rebellion. The Jews at this point, being politically bullied and scared of their losing control due to this Christian movement, decided in this moment they were going to do something radical. Not only slaying Paul, but inciting war against the Romans. This action of killing a Roman officer and a Roman guard would have been seen as an act of war and Jerusalem once again would have been plummeted into violence. The actions of Saul of Tarsus, that angry, fiery, passionate man, Jew-turned-Christian, had gotten to the point where now the Jews were willing even to take on the might and the brunt of the Roman Empire to rid themselves of this bald-headed nuisance. And yet, And yet, little did they know that this rebellion would never get off the ground. Because there in Jerusalem, in the school for young Jewish boys, was a 7 to 11 year old kid who just so happened to be the nephew of Paul himself. You may remember back in an earlier episode when Paul first arrived in Jerusalem, the young man, he brought with him his younger sister. This younger sister, betrothed, later married, had a child, and they never quite converted to Christianity. Though there is ample evidence to believe that unlike the rest of Paul's family, Paul's sister did keep in contact with him and cared deeply for him, despite their religious and political differences. So it makes sense, then, that this young nephew, the son of Paul's sister, would have gone in the same footsteps as Paul, learning at the feet of the rabbis in Jerusalem, and still caring deeply for his heretical uncle. You can imagine all of the conversations that would happen around the trees with the rabbis and the students. The students peppering him with questions, how does it feel to be the nephew of the biggest heretic in Judaism? How does it feel to be related to that radical that's turning the world upside down? And causing a headache for Yahweh and his kingdom. And yet despite all of that, this young kid never never lost his love for his uncle. And one day as he was sitting out in the courtyard, the day before the expected attack, the one that would incite the rebellion and kill his uncle, he overheard some, probably some children talking about it. Maybe some rabbis whispering about it in a corner. Maybe one of the conspirators themselves trying to recruit more to their cause. And it it terrified him. It terrified him so much that when night came, he left his comfy home near the Sanhedrin, sneaking through the Roman cities past curfew, finally infiltrating the barracks of the Roman soldiers, up to this point breaking six Roman laws that easily could have ended in his death. Infiltrating the barracks and then finding where Paul slept and telling him the plan. Eventually, Paul was able to alert the others, and this young child was brought before the chief officer of the Roman garrison in Jerusalem, the second most important Roman position there in the town. Gathering him by the hand, he led this young child to a private office, and he began to interrogate him, asking him about this plot. This young child, willing to literally risk his life, In order to protect an uncle he disagreed with an uncle that he viewed as a heretic and a danger and a threat to judaism this young kid was able to stop not only the death of saint paul before he would have the chance to accomplish some of his greatest feats but he saved thousands of lives tens of thousands of lives by stopping a rebellion that would have surely ended in jerusalem's demise And in this we find a part of our heritage, a nameless child, a child not even a Christian, not even a believer in Jesus, so moved with compassion and love for even his enemy that he managed to save not only the Christian movement, but so much more than that, his friends, his families, his neighbors, his friends, his school, his home. If it was not for this young boy, how much different would the story today be? We may never know, but we are indebted to the bravery, compassion, and kindness of this young child, because he shaped our heritage.